Hey guys, welcome to episode 159 of the JV Club. It's the Boys of Summer series, and I am delighted to welcome in my guest and friend, Amir Talai. Uh, guys, I'm going to forgo the shout outs this week because I need to get caught up on them and because I also wanted to just um, acknowledge a couple of quick things. I want to remind everyone that we do have a Pinterest page, uh, and by we, I mean all of us janitors. Um, been a while since I threw that out there, huh? After the two times in the world I've ever said it. Um, and, uh, and so I encourage you to check that out. I also wanted to just give you some quick information on, uh, the marvelous Mark Evan Jackson's, uh, project. You know, we talked about it a little bit at the top of the podcast, uh, last week, and I really wanted to get into further detail and we just neglected to do so because we were talking about other stuff. Uh, but I think it's really worth mentioning and, uh, it's worth your support. So I encourage you to check out a Detroit, uh, the Detroit Creativity Project. That's a dot org. Um, um, and, uh, if you forget that I just said that, give it a Google, even if you just Google Mark Evan Jackson and Detroit, I think it probably will come up. Um, but it's a wonderful organization bringing, uh, improv into schools, uh, as an improv aficionado. I don't know if we'll go that far, but as an improv enthusiast myself, I will say that, uh, I think it does tremendous things for, uh, people of all walks of life. And, um, and I, I love that this organization exists and, uh, and I want to, you know, just give a big old thumbs up to Mark, uh, for, for putting that together. So, and with his cohorts, I should say. Uh, so wanted to tell you about that. Wanted to remind you that, uh, my website's back up with some dates for Cora appearances. Uh, I also, um, have some t-shirts left. Uh, I found a box that I didn't even know I had guys, to be honest with you. So I think I have all sizes. I think I have like two of each size. Um, those are, what did I say? 20 bucks that include shipping in the continental United States. And, uh, and that's it. I think so. Um, uh, give this a listen and uh, check out Mark's uh, project and I will talk to you guys soon. Now entering nerdist.com. Shirt, I don't feel you're superior to me. <laughs> I'm closer to the earth, Amir. Oh, okay. I'm very grounded. I, maybe I feel like I'm on a uh, undeserved pedestal. Not at all. <laughs> the pedestal is firmly deserved. <laughs> I like sitting on the floor. You like sitting on the couch. I like sitting on the floor. Okay. All Everybody's right. happy. Fair. Because this is like I, yeah, I get. <laughs> these guys know I get a little wiggly sometimes. I like to like sometimes I'll get down here. Oh. Sometimes I don't know what else. There's Lay not like out. a whole lot of there's really not that much variety. I, I really oversold <laughs> that for a second. Sometimes I'll do full yoga poses. It's just what I do. To keep you loose. Okay. To keep you loose. And right. very on your toes. Okay. On the couch. All right. Um, I feel loose. So don't you think even for one second about it. Okay. And when I, I stand up, I'll be covered in dog hair and you won't. Oh, so great. Good. Then you will have one. Good, good. Um, I welcome you into my podcast. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. I don't have any special lighting that I put on. The house just pretty much looks like it looks, although you're usually here at night. That's true. This That's true. I've like never been here in the daytime. Never? Correct. I never. Why? Can you handle it? I'm I'm excited. You're gonna be okay. Do you need me to close all the? I love your home, by the way. I'm I love your home. Thank you so much. I love. It feels very homey, and I'm happy to be back here. 
Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I haven't even really gotten into all of that with these guys. I, 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 all, guys, I'll I just, just met back you. here since the last time I was here. Yeah. That's all I meant. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> because there's zero backstory, guys. Zero backstory. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> now, this is what I was trying to remember um, as I was thinking about podcasting you this morning. I was thinking... <laughs> First of all, I was thinking about a couple of things, like a couple of inside jokes that we have had from way back when we shot that movie together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't remember how long you've called me Varn Barn, but I feel like it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. I don't 100% know why, other than that I guess it rhymes. Yep, that's pretty much it. Uh, (laughs) And then I couldn't remember the other stuff (laughs) that that were our inside jokes. Uh, Bing bong. Bing bong is more of a catchphrase of mine. Okay, okay, great. That's not, yeah, <laughs> That's how dare I? How dare I try to take that on? I guess it's because you're the only one I've ever been around when it's been discussed. Right. Very so I, of you. I guess I just assume that it had something to do with me. I remember Bing bong and I remember Retardulous, which I, I know came up. Yeah. Came up uh, with me. I, I do feel that that was, that was absolutely during best player. Was during that. Yeah. Um, and then I thought there was one more thing, but maybe I can't think of what. Um, I got a bad memory for that stuff. Tell me about it's Bing just Bong. Like, it just comes up. I don't know. Bing Bong has been around <laughs> for a while. Oh, um, Bing Bong. Huh. It's my version of uh, Booyah. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh-huh. Uh, yay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Bing Bong's much better. Multifaceted. Bing Bong's much goofier than any of those. <laughs> yeah. I guess Booyah is pretty goofy. I, but We had Bing Bong at my wedding too, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yes, you did. Yeah. So instead of throwing rice, ah. we gave all of our guests uh, little flags, and uh, and the flag said "Bing How Bong." Did I think that this was an inside <laughs> joke. God, I have a fucking really intense, super solipsistic memory. How self-centered of me. God, Bing Bong's been around since before any of that for you. Sure. I mean, if you heard it during Best Player, then it's been around. Gosh, almost ten years. <sighs> I don't at know. Least. For some reason, I thought Bing Bong was new for you in in that time. I'm still holding on to that. Well, it's at least four years old because that's when I got married. Okay. This yeah. whole podcast is going to be about Bing Bong. Uh, this is the Bing Bong podcast. Was <laughs> I not clear about that? Oh, you thought you were doing the JV Club. That is so cute. You are my 70th Bing Bong guest. And it has been a very long haul and uh, with not a lot of yielding rewards because no one knows what Bing Bong is except the people that were your wedding. And I haven't podcasted anyone who's at your wedding. But the people at my wedding have been downloading and listening like mad. Non-stop. <laughs> Everybody's just talking and talking and talking about it. I did love your wedding. I'm going to um, oh, quickly uh, turn my phone off because I just realized I left it on. Oh. Feel free to talk. Um, keep everyone entertained. Uh, I, but, uh, but you were just talking about Bing how bong. great my wedding I'm was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back, everybody. Good thing I'm not going to edit that out. Um, I did love your wedding. Your wedding was wonderful. Yeah, it was awesome. It was super fun. Uh, your wedding... You know what? I'm going to use your wedding as a as a jumping off point to get into um, your Ute. Oh, great! Um, if you don't mind, because it was a cross cultural wedding. True. I'd love to hear more about it, even though I was there. And by <laughs> I, I mean the listener. <laughs> um, well, my wife is Italian and Jewish. I'm Persian, and um, and so we really early on were like, we're not going to get locked into any traditions that don't speak to us. Um, and, uh, so one of the things that I like about Persian weddings is they have this sort of like, 
what is called a sofre, which is a whole bunch of different sort of like oh. symbolic items. I call you- it a knickknack table. I'm totally <laughs> kidding. Just to completely shit all over a beautiful tradition. No, I loved that table. Oh, good. Continue. Um, so you put like uh, sort of sweets and sort of uh, foods that sort of mean something. Mm-hmm. So uh, like you put eggs and those signify fertility. We dispensed with the eggs right. because we're not interested in fertility. Right, fair, fair. Uh, you put like honey and that represents, you know, sort of sweetness in your marriage. Um, and then, you know, Nina's from Philly. So she put like tasty cakes and uh, hard pretzels. Yeah. And, um, and then there's other fun little things like uh, you put a cloth with seven... Um, What's it called? Like a thread and needle? Like a stitch? Stitches. Yeah. yeah, seven stitches. And that symbolizes the uh, stitching closed of the uh, in-laws' mouths. Amazing. <laughs> I wonder why it's seven. Oh, I don't know. Seven's a, a key number in a lot of tradition yeah. stuff. Yeah. Seven brides for seven brothers comes the, to mind. Uh-huh. That's not even a tradition. That's just a thing. <laughs> That's just a piece of work. But it came from somewhere. It came There's from a reason somewhere. that it's not six brothers. Well, you know, the whole seven. I mean, like, obviously, the set, people say seven years of bad luck. Yeah. But also the idea that you're that you your cells regenerate seven years at a time. So like, uh, you know, there's a sort of idea that seven years from now you will be physically a totally different person. Like all of your cells will have cycled out Uh so that you will be a different human. I like that. Your cells will be all changed. Yeah. Which is kind of like a way of sort of saying, you know, you always have the opportunity for growth and you always have the opportunity to transform yourself. Yeah. Transformation, rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. Seven stitches. Shut uh, those mouths. And then, you you know, you're also, you put a, a, Quran or a Bible or a holy book, something like that. Neither of us are observant, so uh, we didn't do that. We just put, we actually put our guest book. So when people signed in at the front, they, you know, said a little wishes, this and that, and then we grabbed that right before the ceremony and then put it on our sofre, which was really cool. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It was lovely. And, um, my mom was not happy. I will say that. Well, that's what I was going to ask. She wanted the she say, wanted the Quran there. Yeah, and uh, I mean, how do you navigate that when you sort of feel like because? It, but and and did you have? I mean, not to tell tales out of school, and we don't have to get too deeply into this. But because your parents are observant, um, was the general fact that you weren't marrying a Persian or you weren't marrying somebody who was. No, that they didn't care about that, and they're, that's the thing—they're not that observant. Like t- t- to them, or to my mom at least, it was much more about like this is an important family yeah. and cultural tradition, right? Right. And for me, I was like, ah, oh, I get that, and I don't really care. Um, so I was like, uh, I was like, hey, hon, how do you feel about the Quran? And she's like, no way. And I was like, <laughs> all right, okay, easy peasy, <laughs> resolves that. Um, yeah. Uh, so that bummed my mom out, but you know what? It's it was our wedding, and so we we forged ahead. Well, I think that's uh, that's actually huge because that's something that people come across all the time when they decide to get married. And it seems like you guys had enough of a head start on sort of like, well, this is what we anticipate. It can't be about other people. It really mm-hmm. needs to be about the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be really hard for people to stand up to those kinds of pressures. Definitely. You know? uh, it was, I forget where I heard this recently, but like weddings and sort of big events like that, uh, let you know who in your life is too crazy to have around you. <laughs> it's 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 like an opportunity yeah. of like oh this person makes unreasonable selfish demands on me like insisting that bing bong is about them <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and so if they don't get it right yeah. and you know 
commit to knowing that Bing Bong uh-huh. is mine and mine oh, only, God. right? Regret. Then they're out of my life. Wow, is that if what's they, happening? I don't know. Is oh, it? Boy, I really hope not. I, I you know, I don't want to make any difficult decisions with. I really friendship. put Bing Bong in. I put Bing Bong in a category <laughs> with Varn Barn as if they were two one, one and the same. Like there were special things that you came up with during best player that make that delights me and makes me sad i'm so sorry because i find it so delightful that you're like oh that's our thing <laughs> and and every time i would say bing bong it would touch your heart in a special <laughs> way and it now it makes me so sad <sighs> to let you know that like nope- i'm not saying that i have misremembered your wedding like that i like that like that at the time I knew that it wasn't our thing and, and I've just somehow absorbed that uh, that memory and I've made it into our thing. I think even at your wedding, I was like, I'm in on this bing bong thing. <laughs> I just want you to know I'm in on it. Oh, that's amazing. I, I really am. <laughs> it's so shameful. <laughs> nice. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. I now I also feel like I have a special handshake that Reggie Watts and I invented, and maybe it's just a handshake that he's been doing forever that I've taken on as like a you thing that what? I was a part of. I'm gonna make a suggestion. Don't don't find out. Yeah. Don't find out. Just keep shaking Reggie's hand. Uh-huh. Enjoy it. Yeah. And live with the fact that that's just you two. And someday maybe you will see him do it with someone else. <laughs> I think you're and probably it will break right. your heart. I think but you're right. Don't live in that, that space. If that doesn't happen, yeah. just enjoy it. So ignorance is bliss. I'm embracing yeah. ignorance. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do, <laughs> mm, <laughs> bing bong. Um, I'm going to say it as many times as you I gotta can. you got to teach me that handshake, and then I'm going to do it to Reggie when I meet him I will. One day. First of all, I don't expect him to ever associate anything with anyone because he does ingest a lot of marijuana. So I'll, I always have like that on my side. associative person. Yes, I have that on my side. He's improvising constantly. Who can keep track? Right. He doesn't need to have any inside thing with me in the same way that I probably was like, oh, listen, this is pretty cool. I'm always going to remember that the great Reggie Watts uh, came up with a handshake with me. I'm sure that's... Now, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that seems... The chances that he would associate it with me are like zero. Um, I think he had just eaten a lot of uh, caramel pot too it was oh. in Vancouver oh. and uh, I watched him like put just like a two big squares of caramels into <laughs> some coffee and stir it around I think he might have already been high that's fantastic and he was just getting into it uh, am I allowed that. to say all that yeah it was in Vancouver it's another country yeah legal and I don't think also, there's anyone here. who knows of Reggie Watts who he thinks what? That, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're probably right yeah God damn it. Bing bong. Um, were your parents like, did part of your anticipation, because I know you said they're not observant, but was your cultural upbringing such that, um, while you weren't necessarily religiously observant, you still felt like your parents infused your upbringing with a lot of Persian culture and stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, where, where did you, where did all this happen for us? Grew up in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. uh, in the city. Um, and had, where did you guys live? Like what neighborhood? Forest Hill. Yeah. I love yeah. Forest Hill. Yeah, it's pretty great. Because you got the big old forest. And the hill. <laughs> and the hill. <laughs> and the tower. <laughs> Sutor Tower is a Forest Hill area. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not have been able to know that. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, I would not have been able to pull that name out of my uh, head. Oh, well, you know I'm up there but, yeah. every other day, yeah. it seems like. Uh, but I'm and impressed. that's a really iconic San Francisco thing. That's like iconic to people who live in San Francisco versus like Coit Tower being iconic or the Golden Gate Bridge to people who live, you know, who are yeah. visiting San Francisco. Yes, totally. All right. Yeah. Forest Hill. Love yeah. it. Well done. Um, yeah. I mean, we had lots of sort of friend, 
French, uh, Persian uh, relatives. There's a huge community up there. Mm -hmm. And my grandma lived with us, so she spoke exclusively Persian at home. Who else was a part of your household? Uh, My brother and my parents. And then a lot of times my grandma. And then sort of of cousin-y friend woman. Like like I, like a a daughter of my one of my mom's friends mm-hmm. from back home, so she sort of stayed with us and sort of nannied and then just lived there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like a big. So you had a thriving. Yeah, household. and it's not like and what's funny is my kids, parents but... and my uh, my mom used to pray five times a day. Um, yeah, and then uh, and then somewhere along the way uh, stopped. Uh, my grandma still does, and uh, but she lives in Iran now, um, and. You know, Persian traditions, uh, sort of being exposed to Islam, even though I wasn't sort of like raised in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Persian food, talking Persian, dancing talk Persian. Talking Persian, that yeah. could be your podcast. <laughs> talking Persian. Uh, dancing Persian, Persian music, Persian TV every Sunday morning on uh, Channel 26. Oh, what 26. was Persian TV like? Oh, it's ridiculous. Very, uh, very um, cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have to assume that Persian TV is what got you into show business. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, very sort of uh, the the kind of things that you'll see at like 3 p.m. on like Mexican mm-hmm. TV. You know, that's like that's like sort of very sketch comedy uh-huh, based, uh-huh. Uh, very broad, very, very broad, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, weird sort of weird short form scenes. Uh-huh. Um, nothing, nothing episodic yeah, at all. Yeah. Did um, you speak enough? I mean, did you, did you sort of, you, mm-hmm. you, you had a full understanding of what was being said. And what I, was I, had a, and I had a pretty, pretty good understanding. And then I sort of lost that around about middle school. I stopped really speaking too much Persian. And, and at this point it's like, I can hear and understand like maybe like 30, 40% of what's mm-hmm. said to me, but creating sentences on my own, it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And what was your high school like? Uh, my high school was a uh, magnet chartery type thing, mm-hmm. um, uh, f- sort of a STEM place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we did have like a drama program, so I did that. And then, how uh, far away was the school from where you lived? Not far, like ten minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you drive there? Or yeah. Did you just take? Yeah. Just drove, um, and uh, I took the bus sometimes. Um, and uh, and then I also got involved in high school in this like musical theater company that was outside of school and people kids from like all different schools took it together uh and uh so i did a a lot of musicals Mm -hmm. in high school um i had this idea when i first started because i couldn't sing i was like oh great there's always that one Uh non-singing i'll just do that Uh and then within a year like they taught me how to sing and so i started doing that too isn't that funny i don't um Boy, there's no way this isn't going to sound obnoxious. <laughs> Yay! I just realized there's just no way. I've already obnoxious myself to the tenth degree. Get ready, um, folks. Well, I was just going to say I don't remember. I mean, like I, I've always sung, you know, and it's just one of those. It's, it's. I'm always interested when there's, like, there are people who are just like I don't sing, you know, mm-hmm. and then there are people who are like well, I've always just kind of, you know, sung, mm-hmm. and then there are people who took lessons, uh-huh. uh, and I don't know that many people who sort of can see like a time when they didn't sing or they felt they couldn't sing to a time when they could uh-huh. having having like studied it mm-hmm. i don't know does that seem crazy i mean like i remember That's piano lessons i remember guitar lessons i remember all of that stuff but it feels like to me it's like a thing where i'd be like i don't know how that 
works, how you would turn that on that's where that's where it gets obnoxious i'm like listen i have a natural <laughs> gift <laughs> that's basically where it gets super snobby uh, that's not what i mean no, what I you just mean have, is, i never learned how yeah, i don't remember you, learning that's all you think singing is something you either do or don't do I guess. I mean, not on purpose, but I'm, right. but I'm interested when you have a thing like I certainly don't feel that way about instruments or language mm-hmm. or anything that I remember having to learn. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing that I'm like, oh, I don't remember ever learning that. It just was something that I could do. No. Um, and there, I'm, and um, so I but it mindset? sounds fun. Have you read Mindset? By, I, don't think I forget so. what her name is. You always read the but, best stuff. Oh, I actually stuff. don't read very much at all. This is another like weird thing that I have in my head because I, the salon. I think I'm sure I've talked about this before because Annie's a part of it, uh, and Beth Dover. Those a lot of the girls that have done the podcast. Um, and uh, I mean that makes it sound like there are 20 people. No, there yeah. are a lot of the, a of lot the girls, of the girls that in, salon in the salon have done. Yeah, if not the all of them, I guess all of them because there aren't that many. Oh, okay. Annie, April, and Beth. There you go. Um. But Amir is one of the main reasons that uh, that I started that salon <laughs> at all because um, he just always had something interesting to say, and uh, and he Unlike always this does. Podcast. He always brings up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just have you present an, on, on an old topic. From <laughs> no, you always do really great presentations, and uh, and nice. every time you come, I'm reminded like, yeah, that's, oh, why, that's nice. why this is a good thing. This nice. salon. yeah. Um, but uh, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, mindset. Singing. So singing. yeah, mindset. So mindset. Uh, I got a. I wish I remember the author's name. Uh, it's like a 10 year old book. Um, she talks about how you can learn to do anything and it's, Im- and it's important that you be a person who believes that mm. because if you are the type of person who believes, uh, it, who has a fixed mindset, then, uh, you will end up being more frustrated mm. and you will end up sort of trying less in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you fail at anything, you will tend to uh, externalize blame mm. uh, as opposed to simply saying, okay, well, I, I have, am not able to succeed at that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds great. We talked about like John McEnroe has a fixed mindset and mm. he, like, he, believes, he believed he was the best player in the world. Mm. And anytime he didn't do well, it was because someone was conspiring against him or he was sick or you right. know, he so had he some issue earlier. So he blocked his learning and his ability to improve. And I'm sure somebody who isn't successful at something, right. same thing. Like if you do something and you're not good at it, then you're, then, I mean, because it seems like you could also internalize blame in a bad way where you're like, well, where you where your fixed mindset is, I'm not good at math. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I will never be good at math. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and that, yeah, that's and terrible. So if you have the growth mindset, you say, well, I'm not good at math right now. Uh, if I if I were to apply myself, I could get good at it. Right. If I cared enough. Right. There's certain yeah. things that like I don't, you know. I'm not good at, and I'll never be good at because I don't care about. You don't it. need to be. You, don't really need to be. you totally, totally. <laughs> right. um, and so you took singing. So what are singing? <laughs> what, what are singing classes like? That seems crazy to me. Um, but is it like vocal? It's got to be like yeah. vocal exercises. Just, and yeah, stuff, vocal like, exercises sort of and and just sort of like tuning your ear. You know, like uh, like doing harmonies and trying That's, to stay. I, would, I think I would have loved taking something like that. It was great. You know, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I, you know, I have been blessed with a good ear. Uh, and I think part of that is that I spoke a bunch of languages growing up and the singing helped with that. What else besides um, um, Persian and English? Um, Spanish. Great. Uh, cause we had a housekeeper come over every now and then and uh, spoke Spanish to them. And then, uh, 
uh, I went to a bilingual school and spoke French half the day. Oh, your school is bilingual French. That's I, so cool. Yeah, I learned math in French. Oh, man, I wish. For a while, I thought there were two different kinds of math. I thought there was French math and English oh my math. Oh, that's amazing. Because we learned algebra in English and geometry in French. Oh, that's so So funny. I thought, oh, the French are into shapes and lines. <laughs> <laughs> in a way that kind of makes sense to me i would have probably also thought that plus i enjoy geometry much more than algebra so oh, and too. i love french so it really would have yeah. i would have positively associated those two things for those reasons yeah. as well i was like oh i love french math yeah french have it going french on when it comes math. to math that's so great yeah it was called french math and so i thought oh it's it's french math yeah but it was just math totally french. makes sense <laughs> totally makes sense um uh well, so that's amazing, obviously. As an American, that's so rare. Oh, yeah. Uh, all yeah. of those things are rare, even just a, a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does make sense that you would have a good ear for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm also like now like a good mimic and mm-hmm. like I do impressions and stuff like that. I'm not an impressionist right. by any means, but... Uh, but. Because you chose not to make that your thing. Speaking <laughs> of mindset. Right. Yeah. Because that is a tremendous... To me, it seems like a tremendous amount of work. Yeah, like, do, but like, also really very straightforward work. That's true. Being That's an impressionist true. is very straightforward. That's really true. And whenever I hear like SNL cast members talk about doing impressions, they're like, oh yeah, they get us tapes, we listen to them over and over, we look for specific traits, and then we just do those traits. Yeah. It's so straightforward. It's just time consuming. Yeah. It is time consuming. Yeah. That's always one, that's one of those things where it's so close. I mean, not to say I've never done an impression. I certainly have, but <laughs> my friends who... Who's an impression you do? Oh God, I don't even know. I mean, the ones that I like doing are, the thing is, is that what's most fun to me about it is the same relationship I have to dancing now, Uh which is it is more fun for me to do something that I'm not good enough at (laughs) or to like be silly about something uh, and add the element of humor into it. So Uh like I'm most interested in doing impressions of like guys. I mean, it's not, I don't do it on purpose, (laughs) but I just find myself like, being excited about impressions that, I, that would serve me no purpose. Like, uh-huh. no one's going to ask me to be Robert De Niro. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't yeah. really sound like him. Yeah. Um, so that's like, but when I had to do auditions for sketch shows and stuff, okay. I would do, and I'm not going to do any of them. Uh-huh. I mean, I would just do like, you know, your, the, the people that are have that have iconic kind of, okay. I would do like Reese Witherspoon because I look kind of look like her oh, anyway. Okay. So I would do her as like the sassy Southern version of a little, her, a little who clipped, she actually is. A little yeah, clipped yeah. way of talking, yeah. sure. And then yeah. like Heidi Klum, because that seems like easy and seems right. likely that I would end up having to like portray her when Project Runway was extra popular. Right, and right. Who else? Kim Cattrall when Sex and the City oh. is still a thing. Oh, is that sort of a, a little a little highbrow? Yeah, she's like round sounds. Yes. This and that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What yeah, about yeah, you? Yeah. Who do you do when you have to do auditions like that? Um, Gosh, like who's the last... I haven't done an impression in a while. I haven't the been last asked one? to audition for yeah. a sketch show in a really yeah, long no, time. No, me neither. Um, oh my god, I'm just thinking about my SNL tape from ten years ago. I was just doing like Al Gore. Great, uh, great. so dumb. Um, <laughs> that's what then, you. That's what's called for, though. Yeah. And then the, the the most recent impression I have is is an impression of like a friend of mine who's a comic, and uh, she's like she has like an Irish upbringing, but from the states mm-hmm. but she just like the way she speaks and it's so like specific yeah her name is sheila ratner she's very very funny um but uh yeah i can't think of anyone but that's something that like when i oh this is what i was gonna say is when i see when i when i know people who really master that and who mm-hmm. really excel at that it's 
not in the same way that something like playing guitar is like something I know how to do and I enjoy well mm -hmm. enough, but I don't feel compelled to do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's almost feels like it's like a, a, a switch that's flipped inside an impressionist brain where they're like, I'm go I'm going to compulsively do this. Mm -hmm. Like it feels like, and I'm sure there are people who do it who are like, no, that's not really how I feel about it. It's just how I've made my living or whatever. Right. But to me, because it's so close to what I do, but not really what I do. Yeah. That's what it feels like. It's like, Oh, I didn't get that gene. Like I didn't uh -huh. get the switch that flips on. That's like, uh -huh. I've got to watch this. I really want to get great at this Owen Wilson impression right. or whatever. Yeah, you don't have the switch that makes it obsessive for you. But if but if you had to work as hard at it as you did at HuffPost, yeah. you'd be an amazing impressionist. Yeah. I you would. drop everything. I gotta drop everything I'm doing and become an impressionist. <laughs> Ping pong. <laughs> um, so when did you realize that you were interested? I mean, again, I've now pinned it on the Persian sketch comedy that you watched uh, on the weekend mornings. But when, musical theater being um, obviously adjacent to doing comedy. But I was, doing, I was doing Tina Turner impressions at Amazing. age two uh, on my parents' couch uh -huh. and getting much support for uh -huh. that. <laughs> uh, Is your brother a performer, a type? He's a DA. So there is a yeah, performative aspect true. to that. And he's actually really great at litigating. And he's told me about, you know, the things that he does that, um, that he enjoys that are sort of very performative. He's mm -hmm. like, I always mention, you know, I always make sure to look at the jury and, and so he say does this trial law. That's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Have yeah, you yeah. seen him do a, a try a case? I, I saw him do like a little bit of one once. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, that, but that was a long time ago. It was when he was just starting. Like yeah. now he's he's sort of a muckety muck up in San Francisco. Ooh. He was like the spokesperson for the DA's office for a while. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. I don't know if I knew this. We haven't talked at length about your brother. Mm. Um, and again, I feel bad like he's not here, so I can't ask him, and I don't <laughs> want you to misspeak or feel like you're giving too much information up. But I'm wondering um, if his overall outlook on life and his sense of humanity uh feels like real different from you or if you guys are you kind of have the same point of view because you know friends of mine who have been in the, i had you know i dated someone who was a da and mm -hmm. um friends of mine who have been cops and stuff like that mm -hmm. like it's we sort of get into dangerous territory at some points because i yeah. i kind of insist on being more optimistic than they're able to stay because of the stuff that they see yeah i i I would say that he and I probably started uh, in very similar places uh, before he went to the DA's office. He he and I have always been both very liberal, um, very much supportive of like uh, treatment as opposed to punishment. Um, you know, where possible, um, he definitely has. Uh, grown some harder edges uh since he's been at the da's office but i still think you know one of the reasons he went to the da's office was uh he, someone told him one time that because he was going to be a public defender yeah and, that's i mean everything you just said you'd sort of assume that that would happen yeah and and someone said he should work for the da's office and he said what you know why uh, uh, why would i do that and he said because as a as a public defender you have to defend everyone uh whether or not they're very guilty or a little guilty or right. not at all guilty as a DA, you have the discretion to look at a case and say, this guy is guilty, but mm -hmm. this, this and this. And so we're going to take it easier on him for these reasons and that yeah. reasons. And you have the option to steer someone toward treatment instead of punishment. Yeah. Whereas as a public defender, all you want is treatment all the time and no punishment all right. the time. Right. right. 
Um, That's really so, cool. I mean, that really does yeah. sound like it's like what a great person to have in that mm-hmm. kind of office. Yeah, yeah, totally. So he's, you know, he's going after the bad guys b- while knowing that not everyone is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, what a great balance. Yeah. I do feel like that's got to be rare. Yeah. Does he feel like he's... <laughs> Listen, your brother's more interesting than you are to me. You and I do the same thing, so screw that. Bang, bang. (laughs) No, I'll finish with this question, which is, uh, does he feel does he feel like he's one of the only people in his world who's doing that or is I don't he because san francisco seems like it's a pretty i mean at least he's in san francisco it's mm-hmm. not like he's in a really conservative climate mm-hmm. yeah also being kind of a liberal inside a conservative climate inside that conservative yeah. climate yeah does he, i have yeah, no is idea he very involved in politics up there too like in terms of caring passionately about who's doing what and what's happening he's very plugged in absolutely are you plugged yeah. in here uh, I can't say that I'm very plugged into LA politics. I'm not either. Yeah. Don't you feel like it's just so, like everything else with LA, it's so kind of vast and disparate that it doesn't well, feel. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are people who live here who would say, Janet, you're an idiot. That's not. <laughs> I, I think that. I think that there's, there's a lot going on in L.A. There's a lot of different things going on in L.A. I, ultimately, I just think that it's not possible to care about everything. And and you really just have to make a conscious choice. These are the things that I'm going to be plugged into. Right. You know, um, like, the, you know, education reform is really, really an important thing. And mm-hmm. excuse me, a lot of work has got to happen there. I have no sense of it whatsoever right, 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 i'm right. not plugged into that right. i don't disagree that education reform is important <laughs> right i just I, I i can't sort of bring myself to yeah. act on it or do well, anything about it's it a long topic to talk about education reform sure because i think most of us have that same feeling <sighs> in the group and yeah feel like ugh. it'd be interesting to talk to the people in the group with kids as opposed to the people without kids yeah that's one of the reasons i don't really I'm not as plugged into it is because it doesn't affect me as directly as, as other people. But isn't that a good example of something that is, because that's one of the things we talked about in one of our very first salons that I always come back to, which is the presentation, I guess it was Joseph, right? Who Mm -hmm. did, when you started talking about Radiolab and the idea that if you, excuse me, um, had to make a decision about flipping a train lever, like the train lever that, that kills one person or kills 10 people or whatever, versus you are pushing someone onto the tracks physically by yourself like how 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 directly and indirectly does that stuff impact you and also you know if a baby if a baby was thrown into a lake and was about to drown you would jump in and try to save it mm-hmm. but knowing that a baby is starving somewhere else you kind of shrug your shoulders and go like oh that's a shame yep. and how to make those direct impact things like those indirect things feel more direct or when do you have to stop doing that? Because otherwise you'll go completely insane. You just you have can't to cut yourself save every slack. child or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I give Levitch said, you can't save every child or whatever. Um, <laughs> that's just filler guys. That's not me dismissing uh, something important, but I love or whatever. So much. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like he was Christ or whatever. Um, uh, although I kind of, in some ways you feel that way. Um, listen, but, uh, but yeah, so I guess the idea of like, the, the the not having kids thing i cuz i still feel very directly connected to that and i don't know why other than that i guess i st- i'm just still like painfully aware that kids are for sure going to be grown-ups and yeah. how's that all oh work? absolutely but i'm I- not you're right i'm not looking at like this is the kid this is cool that my kid's going to this is you know mm-hmm. this is what that neighborhood is like this right. is what their program's like right e- education affects all of us even the people who don't have kids but 
I don't think it affects us uh, on a daily sort right. of face-to-face basis. Right. And so that's why a lot of people without kids are able to sort of tune that out a little bit. Right. And, 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 and I think that's okay as long as you're involved in something else. Right. Which I try to be. And you're not actively opposing or being like <laughs> yes. super. I mean, if a vote comes through and you, you're, you're obviously you're voting for something that's on the side of education reform. Yeah. Versus not voting or voting against. Right. I guess. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Did were your parents very active in the in their community in not, their community and then in the city at large? About not like that? active uh, for for most of their lives, uh, but but definitely vocal. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, you know, I mean, growing up in San Francisco, to uh, well, I was going to say to minority parents, but then I realized there's plenty of minorities that are conservative. Uh, but no, but my folks are very liberal, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and Were they both, did they both immigrate or did they? Mm-hmm. Both they came did. from Iran uh, in the 70s. And uh, and so, and then my dad, uh, you know, he would always, we'd always watch the news and be very sort of cognizant of that stuff. And so definitely sort of shaped a lot of my opinions. Also just the, the fact that, of me being a minority for me has has shaped my sort of liberalism, not to say all minorities become liberal, but... Uh, but definitely sort of like feeling like an other, having a real sense of like what identity is. Identity politics has always been very interesting to me. I've always been fascinated by what uh, people think of their gender and what other people think of their gender and uh, their race and mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so because I've been sort of tuned into that, I think it's grown a lot of em- empathy in me. Um my uh, my mom in the last probably like five six years has really gotten involved uh, with uh, uh, philanthropy and helping. Uh, she's in this. Uh, she works for this organization called Moms Against Poverty um, that they help uh, you know underprivileged kids sort of around the world, uh, particularly in Iran. Um, but other than that, my folks have never been very involved in politics charity work um you know they make their donations Mm -hmm. like a lot of people Mm -hmm. um but yeah did your um parents talk about iran and sort of why they left and did you have a sense of that growing up of of they left before the revolution yeah so for them it was just about economic opportunity Mm -hmm. um uh you know my dad certainly had opinions on the revolution uh and you know the people who were there before the people who were there after um, but that didn't affect his decision to come over here. And what about when things started to get, I mean, it was never in terms of how people, in terms of how, uh, Iranis are depicted, how Persians are depicted, how, how, in terms of how people, uh, from that part of the world they're depicted in mm-hmm. America yeah. by and large, it's yeah. not been positive. Right. Um, does that something, I mean, when you talk about feeling that otherness and your particular, cultural background opposed to someone else's. And I don't know what an example of that would be because it's yeah. kind of, we're pretty good at depicting anyone who's not like white sure. American as sure. kind of shitty. But it's funny. Like you bringing it up is the first time I realized that I never spoke to my parents about being Persian in America. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's funny for the first few years of my life, I actually thought I was black because how dare you uh, nestle that into the middle of the podcast it's wonderful from i would watch tv 
and I would see white people and black people, and that's it. All my black friends right now are like, you saw black people on television? What were you watching? I guess it must have been the Cosby show. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Um, but you're right. No, I mean, there was no version of that for any other group. Right. And so I knew I wasn't white, and so I assumed I was black. Yeah. I just figured. Amazing. And I... I it, <laughs> I don't. So I don't remember the exact situation, but I do remember that it, at an exact moment, I re- I remember someone saying to me, <laughs> "You're Persian. That's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a black adjunct." Right. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. That's um, amazing. I knew I didn't have the kinky hair, but right, still, right. I felt like I was I was black. Cause and what about like? And I guess there weren't any Hispanics <laughs> on television because that's probably what you would have thought you were if there were more. If that was more, if there were three, if there were three main American groups represented. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't very well thought out, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's not like I figured it out in high school. Right. I figured it out right. long before. <laughs> I, it was probably had to tell like me in French. That I was not. <laughs> yeah, it was probably kindergarten-ish that I sort of worked out that I was like, oh, I got it, I got it. But I still have you know a little soft spot in my heart for for black people. Yeah, and I am. Point one percent black. I did find out. Point one. I oh, you got had the, the test. genetic test. Yeah, that's amazing that they can break <laughs> it down from ninety nine percent, but one percent of you. Not to say that ninety nine percent of you is all one thing, but right. just that they could know one. They can isolate that. Yeah, a percent. I wonder. <laughs> um, what is the rest of your makeup? Ninety four percent Iranian, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy uh, that it's so specific. I know. Three uh, percent Indian. A uh, little bit European, a little bit uh, like sort of n- Northeast Asian, mm-hmm. like I want to say like sort of Mongolia, yeah. Russia type of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. I've never had mine done. Oh, it's so, fun. It's going to be so boring, I think. Oh, I doubt it. You think not? No. I got to get it done. Yeah. You'll find like, you'll find what out do I do, that swap you're, some stuff and you're, it somewhere? you're like, yeah, I'll find out what. You'll find out, oh, I've got a little bit of Inch like of... Latin American in me or yeah. something. You say that, but I'm, I'm not keeping my hopes up. Okay. Well, at the very least, you'll find out like, oh, I've got like Scandinavian and English. It'll be like, you got English, Northern English, <laughs> Northern French, yeah. 5% Irish, 6% <laughs> Scottish. <laughs> but... I will do it. Why haven't I never done it? Why haven't mm. I never done it? Why haven't I ever done it? Why? I don't know. Super fun. How many people? Your- I also found out that I uh, I have a propensity for uh, heroin addiction. Wait a minute, really? Yeah. They tell you that stuff? Yeah, like if I were to do heroin, there's a larger chance that I'll get How addicted they, what, than the average. There's a gene that's a heroin gene? I guess so. Opposed to just an addictive gene? Yeah. What else yeah. do they tell you? Um, that like, you if do, I get do HIV... You like grasshoppers, but you don't like ants? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> If okay, I get HIV, uh, uh, pretty uh, a better chance than most that it will take longer to turn into AIDS. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking specific. Is that true of every company? You don't need to know the answer to that. I'm, I just didn't know that you... I thought you just got like a little thing that was just like, you're this, this, and 1%. I didn't know there oh. would be other things. Oh, yeah. They break it the heck down. Wow. Yeah. That's the standard thing where you pay like 50 bucks or whatever? Is it uh, expensive? I think it was 200 but we I mean, had that's a special, totally fine. so it was like 100 Got a discount. Get that yeah. coupon in there. Um, do a lot of people you know, have, have they done that? Did your whole family do it? Did you my, see Just my wife and I. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's Nina's? I should have her on the podcast. Nina is awesome. You should. Yeah. Um, she's mostly European. 
uh, well, she's Russian and Italian, so mm-hmm. she's a lot of that. But then she found out she was like part Colombian too, mm. which totally blew her mind. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's I'm crazy. I'm seriously probably gonna find that online and do it, to, like enroll for today. I'd very much. They'll send that. me a little kit. Yeah. You have, have to, to spit. You, have you, to, s- you withdraw blood. You no. have to give a stool you sample. Have to spit. <laughs> you have to spit for yeah. a very long time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're, you're like hunched over with? this cup, just spitting and spitting and spitting. And Nina couldn't do it. And it was just like foaming out the whole time. <laughs> I was like, honey, just spit. She's like, I can't. Interesting. <laughs> what? what uh... I just sat there thinking about Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Water, and then... water, watering. What, how much spit do you end up with? <laughs> um, you know, a good vial. Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been cursing so much. I'm just in awe of all this information <laughs> that I've had. That's one of those things where there's no reason for me not to have done it. No. And yet, it's, well, I've never, this is the closest I've ever come to doing it, is even just <laughs> talking about it and talking about how shocked I am at myself that I haven't done it. I'm shocked. Do you so know much about your family person, tree so in general? So. I know. Um, no, not really. Of? I mean, I know that we've got like some great grand people in like Russia and um, France. And the other thing too, the, like the website will tell you like all these uh, will connect you. Like I, I, I connected to like a fifth cousin oh. in, in Iran, another one in LA. Yeah. Um, that's like a professor at UCLA or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, all over the country, and then you know, white people. There's a lot more of you doing it than Persian people. So yeah. you'll find. It was funny. Nina, she's Persian and Jewish, or Persian and Jewish, Italian Jewish. Uh, they told her the last names of people who are doing it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's all like Cohen and Katz and oh, Weisberg. Yeah. So like, the, the, she's the like, she's like, I got side it. She's like, ah, okay, I'm very Jewish, aren't uh-huh. I? <laughs> And it makes sense that that would be something. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I wonder if because I'm I'm sure you're right that more Caucasians are doing it just because they're. I don't actually. I don't know why. Well, because there's more Caucasians in the country. In the country. Yeah. Because I also feel like maybe one of the reasons that I haven't done it, if not the reason, is that I'm just not that interested in my heritage because I don't feel that it's very interesting. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like as as just like a white person in America, (laughs) that maybe I would have more curiosity. Like the most interest that I ever got was when there was a question about whether my grandfather's parents were who everyone thought they were, or Uh if there might be, um, like there might be some sort of. This is, and again, this sounds like salacious and sort of like <laughs> I'm, you know, turning it into something that's just like dramatic and interesting in that way when it's horrible. Uh-huh. That's not what I mean. Okay. But when you find out that there's a possibility that, you know, your grandfather's uh, father might have had sex with a slave uh-huh. and you're the whitest person in the world, yeah. I don't wish for any of that to have happened or right. anything like that. But right. certainly there's a part of you, it's like, well, that's at least more interesting than, you know, just a bunch of fucking <laughs> white people who came from some English speaking country or sure. close by. See, that's funny. If I were white, I would I would have run to get my ancestry done in hopes that yeah. there's a little bit of color in I there. Guess I didn't want to be disappointed. <laughs> now I will be disappointed. Now I'll go ahead and reach out and be disappointed. Well, maybe you'll be disappointed by that, but find out about your uh, AIDS resistance. I'll be I'll find out about my AIDS resistance. <laughs> it tells me I already have AIDS. I'm like, wait, what? 
Oh no! How did that happen? Uh, um, bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll be. Yeah, maybe I'll be connected to someone that I'm like. Totes. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Do you remember the name of the website? Twenty three and me. Great. Dot com. Twenty three and me or in me. And me. That's a, I guess there's twenty three chromosomes in a something. Yes, that's a hundred percent true. Okay, great. Twenty three, and me. Great, love it. Um, wow, that's I really might have spent a lot of time talking about that. But see, you're <laughs> the kind of person who would do that. That's why I wanted you in salon. Yeah, I wanted a salon in general. You know what? You're a very curious person, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what I said when we started it. And I remember I said it's not just about wanting to stay connected to you, which I did want to, but also like in a real way that cements it in a way that's not just like, let's go grab lunch. Cause mm-hmm. that life somehow doesn't ever happen like that. Well, it does, but it doesn't also, uh, in LA, but like just feeling like you have this curiosity and this pursuing of information that mm-hmm. is not necessarily connected to the, to what you do. And um, that was something that I wanted to enhance. In I my was life. just watching this really cool Ted talk. Uh, See, gross. See, um, no, but like this is exactly what I'm talking about. about. Thanks for making my point. This, this woman was like, not everyone has one true calling in their life. Mm. And it really struck a chord with me. Me too. Um, I gotta watch it. Yeah, it's great. And uh, she, it, th- this part was funny. She was like, I am a multi-potentiate and uh, and, like everyone in the audience like sort of laughed and oohed and she's like they're also called renaissance people they're also called blah blah she's like it wouldn't be surprised it probably wouldn't surprise you to know that that there are many words for people (laughs) like this but like her point was that's that's okay and in fact it's a great thing Mm -hmm. um and uh you know, when you are someone who can sort of synthesize two very different parts of your life, two things that you're very interested in, Mm -hmm. that is something that's useful to the world and and to you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're a sort of very organized person and also very uh, interested in, in medicine and curing people, well then you might be a great sort of like hospital administrator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Um, And, uh, so, yeah, I it, it made me happy to watch this talk because it reaffirmed for me that it's okay to throw yourself into something, and then once you're done with it, be done with it, yeah, and 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 know that like you didn't quit, right? You were just done, right? Yeah, um, you know, like you got me into geocaching, uh-huh. and I was just thinking like a couple days ago, like oh, I don't really do that. Anymore. I know I don't either. Um, it was like you got, I got it. It's yeah. a good way when you travel to find in, to, to like learn something Swap new around. or find a new place. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, it's not. It's not constantly filling a part of you that you know other people who continue doing it yeah. as a hobby. Yeah, and those yeah, people, I feel the same. those people keep geocaching yes. and they're loving it and they're yes. finding different geocaches. For me, like I don't do it, but I'm so happy I did because it sort of exposed me to a different way of seeing the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and just like walking around. Now, even if I'm walking down the street, I'll sometimes I'll think like, oh, that'd be I a do cool too. place I to do too. I do the exact same thing. Exact <laughs> and same that's thing. Fun. Yeah. Um, Creating those kind of layers in your own brain. And, yeah. and I feel the same way. And that's, again, I just can't say enough things about how much I love the salon group. But <laughs> that is still, that's still very alive for me is that, that anytime you have the opportunity, like you said, to put on a lens, even if it's for five minutes or a month or a year, 
that it's not that you're not like, oh, I guess I should have continued to pursue that if I was really serious about it or that there's something frivolous about it when it really can just be like, you know, the curiosity and seeking of information. And then in some way it kind of changes you, yeah you know, yeah and enhances you. Yeah. She was saying too that like, you know, even if you go down a path and decide it's not the path for you, what you learned on that path is going to serve you on the next yeah. path, right? It, 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 it's going to enrich you in some way. Yeah. Um, I was th- I was talking about that with someone. I don't think I brought it up on the podcast, but that's been something that's kind of been in my mind a lot lately anyway, um, is that idea that, and it kind of goes back to the otherness, not of people, but of the way we protect ourselves which actually ends up hurting us in the long run in the same way we protect ourselves by putting people as the other, which ends up hurting Mm -hmm. us in the long run. Mm -hmm. But this protection device of like, Oh, I wouldn't know how to do that. And it goes again, it ties right in with mindset, what you were saying. And, and the intimidation factor of like, you know, being a person, I know a lot of you, um, uh, when I, I'll get letters from you when you're talking about kind of being in transition and, and sort of hearing about hearing from guests who have had success, who also had to go through a type of transition or who are going through a type of transition and how scary that can be and to just kind of like continue on through it. But, um, this idea that you feel like, Oh, I just do this. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know the first thing about that. Mm -hmm. And the more you open yourself up to this thing that might seem like it's this huge shift for you, Mm -hmm. the more you realize how universal so many tools Mm -hmm. that we have at all are, are applicable, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and there's something so comforting about that. And I think it's, I mean, obviously I'm not going to go become a doctor tomorrow. That's very specialized and very different, but in terms of how you approach a lot of, uh, ways of being in your life like there's stuff that you don't even realize you know how to do like a mom is a producer Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like a mom a full-time mom is a full-time producer yeah like she could if she's a good mom and she's like managing her kids schedules and getting all this stuff done and doing this and you know handling money and da 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 da, like she is producing the show of her children's childhoods Mm -hmm. in the same way that someone who doesn't have kids who's producing a theater show is producing and if she Mm -hmm. wanted to take those skills and apply them she absolutely has what she needs. She just yeah. needs to learn the field, but uh, like those right. tools are there. Uh, a stage manager could be a great wedding planner. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I ha- I've always taken pride in saying, I don't know, you know, uh, and, and cause I always just see that as an opportunity to be like, I please teach me about that. And, and, and like, I, it's almost selfish. Mm-hmm. It's almost selfish <laughs> to say like, I don't know about that. M- you make me better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me smarter. Make but me it's cooler. So di- but, it's, <laughs> but it is. It's so different than, you know, we all know those people. And I think there have been times when I've been in a situation where I've been intimidated. And uh, in retrospect, I wish I would have been more open or been more honest, especially when you're younger because you're, mm-hmm. I think, more worried about coming off like an idiot yeah. or, you know, what yeah. people think or needing to come off like an expert in something. But we all have those friends, no matter how old we are, who they always act like they know about everything. Uh-huh. And at a certain point, like they're not that much fun to be around anymore because you want to <laughs> be able to discover stuff with right. them. Yeah. And it sucks when, you know, you're like, I don't actually know the answer to that. And some, that person is like, Oh, I think it actually is. And you're like, no, hold on. I got to call. I think that on this American life, they call it like modern, like, j- like j- modern jackass or something like that. <laughs> where they talk about like you, we all go down those roads where we realize we're talking 
we've just crossed over from <laughs> the kind of knowing about something and admitting we don't know that much yeah. to like that now I'm talking about this and I am fully out of my zone. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore, but yeah. now I have to keep pretending like I know what I'm talking right. about. Right. If we all could just put the brakes on and go like, nope, that was it. That was the true limit of my of my knowledge. I am no longer a person who should be talking about this. I like the uh, this has happened a few times where like someone will ask me a question and I'll go, "Oh, well, okay." This, 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 and then I'll stop and go, and that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so admirable. Yeah. Because it's very easy to go down that road, especially, yeah. I mean, there's definitely like, and I have friends who are have a sense of humor about it. I probably don't have any friends who are just like belligerent about their pretending to understand stuff. Right. But I've definitely had, I remember having, like I had someone in my life where I would be like, you know that you're a person who can't say you don't know, right? <laughs> like you will come up with some grain of something that you will act sure about and uh-huh. the second i call you on it you have no nothing to stand on like you immediately are like yeah you're right you got, you got me i actually really don't know what i'm talking about sometimes i do mess with nina and like act like i know something uh-huh. that i definitely don't yeah and then she'll call me on it and i will just dig in <laughs> like just to, just to mess with her like i know yeah. i'm wrong yeah i know i am clueless about the thing of which we are talking right but i'll just dig in but just at a certain point you know that at the end you're gonna be like yeah that's what this was this was a game of me being obnoxious <laughs> i don't say those words yeah <laughs> i just i just laugh and wink yeah Good, a good laugh and wiggle solve anything. A and then we play laugh fight. Laugh solve everything. Okay, good, 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 good. A lot of wrestling. That's important. Um, okay, I want to get into this mash game with you. And, oh, uh, I feel like. I mean, it seems like there are some pretty obvious categories in here based on what we discussed. Certainly, one of them will be uh, one of my f- common favorites, which is um, you wake up tomorrow and you have three. You know, what would your three new skills be? Um, that you wake up tomorrow and you know how to do them. And I know that you like learning how, but let's yeah, say sure, in this no. instance, you were an expert at three things that you're not now. That would be fun. Oh man. I wish I had prepared this. You can't prepare it. It's improvised. Uh, um, skills that I wish I could wake up with. And it's really okay when an hour from now you're driving and you're like, I really wish I would have said blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I should have a follow-up one hour later podcast where I'm on the phone with the person. And they're like, I, you know what? I regret saying that I, I don't really care about skateboarding anymore. <laughs> um, I do kind of wish I could skateboard. That'd be such a weird thing for me to be great at. If I was like, you guys don't know that I'm like an expert skateboarder. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I never get hurt. Do you have a lot of like skateboarding listeners, fans? Oh my God. Almost exclusively (laughs) people who are at your wedding and are also skateboarders. No, you have, you have, you have a fair amount of young girls who listen to this, Mm -hmm. right? Young. I have young, a lot of young listeners in general. Oh, okay. So Um, probably a fair amount of them skate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is that true? Does anyone skate anymore? I see some kids skating. Oh. Sometimes when I'm riding my bike, this is very off topic, but it's still on topic. When I'm riding my bike in Griffith Park, um, I have that thing where it's, I also have this about cops is that I think that cops see me the way I used to look and feel when I was like a belligerent teenager with, you know, all black and black lipstick and stuff. So hard for me to, to picture. No and I still feel weird. Like I feel like I'm, I have to like, oh, I better act like a, I better seem like I know what I'm doing. Uh, I better act like I'm not shoplifting or whatever it is that I was doing. And, um, and there are these young kids that skateboard like near where I, one of the kind of places I ride my bike in the yeah. park. And I just saw them the day before yesterday. And I, in my mind, I'm like, 
their age and I look like them. <laughs> <laughs> so I ride by. I like give them a nod, like, what's up? We're both, we're both cool, right? And I'm sure they're like, who is she and like, why is she in our just way? Just like me and my black Who's brothers and sisters. That? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys, what are, what are you, what am I missing here? You guys aren't seeing what that I belong with you? That's <laughs> so sad. Um, uh, okay. One for sure, uh, like being a chef. Great. Oh man. Yeah, right. And that's hella doable. Yeah. I could yeah. I could definitely do that. Yeah. Problem is, like, Nina doesn't have the patience to wait for that stuff. Uh-huh. She's like, I'll just make it. And yeah. She's a better cook than I am. Yeah. Way better. Um, and so it's it, you know, we go to classes together. We go to like oh, cooking yeah, classes. That's great. Yeah. Um, so that's fun. Uh but yeah, I'd love to wake up Master with that. Master Chef, love it. <sighs> um I want to say this is so weird. I think it's just because the NBA finals are going on right now, but I would love to be great at basketball. Great. Like sports in general. Um, like, like I, I, uh, there's a, there's a buddy of mine that I play poker with and he's, uh, he's like, he always tells me about like, Oh yeah, we're playing basketball and blah, blah, blah. And there's something so sort of romantic about it, hmm. you know, yeah. of like guys getting together and, and having a physical skill yeah. and, uh, the sort of camaraderie, the yeah. teamness I of it. I Man, definitely I love relate teams. to that. And I, I really want to do like the, that jump that, that basketball players do when they do something well and then they, uh, and then they jump into each other back to back. I want to do that so That's bad. It's great. I want, also, maybe also I'll just start. Doable. Maybe I'll start doing just that. Yeah. Like at the end of a take. There you go. Right. <laughs> the director says and cut, and then yeah. I'll just run up and hit my back on the director. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's a start. Yeah. You're on your way. Just something. <laughs> okay. Great. So chef basketball. Great. Very different. Two very different things. Um. Um. I, uh, all I can think of is like a job, mm-hmm. but it's not a skill. Well, what about like technical stuff? Like, do you wish that you do you feel pretty adept at stuff like that? Do you wish? I mean, that's a, a common answer I get that I can relate to is like, I wish I could just fix whatever to just feel like you understand the mechanics of like things that it takes a specialized person to be able to do and be like, no, oh, I can fix that. You know, what's weird is sort of growth mindset. I don't, I feel like it would not take me any time at all to be yeah. able to do that. Yeah. But I'm totally uninterested uh-huh. in it. Yep. 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 I'm like, I'd rather just pay someone 20 yeah. bucks. Um, uh, I, yeah. Like Nina loves like putting together Ikea furniture, uh-huh. right? Not that that's fixing <laughs> yeah. things, yeah. but you know, sort of using no, your no, hands in that, that yeah. way. Uh, and I'm like, Meh, could not care less. Yeah. Blech. Um, Something that you already love that you wish you could be amazing at, like dancing, or not to say you're not amazing, but is there anything like that? I take I take a hip hop dance class on Saturday mornings. Love everything I'm hearing. <laughs> love everything. I'm, I think I want to put that you're uh, the best hip hop dancer. <gasps> Very yes. Good. Oh my god, yes. Like break dancing, the whole thing. Like you can do it all. Oh God, yes. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Uh, oh, can I say one other thing? Yeah. I I would like to, and I, I I'm not I'm not terrible at this, but I'd like to be like Gary Anthony Williams. Good. Mm-hmm. I would like to be able to uh, uh, sing and rap uh, improv. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Um, do you want to replace one? Yeah, I think you should. Okay, I won't. 
because that you could also get really good at. Uh, not to say that you can't. But yeah, but that's something things. I'm I'm okay at right now. Yeah. And like with practice, I could be great. Yeah. If you just had to do it every night for like yeah. three months. Yeah, totally. Be master. Absolutely. Master. Okay. Next category is three movies that you can jump into whenever you want in their real worlds. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> well, this is just one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. and, uh, and I don't know why it's like strikes a chord with me and I'm not sure what role I would play in this movie. Well, you wouldn't, that's because this is a world where you hang, you just go in and you hang out with all of those people. Oh, with all those people. You're just a mirror hanging out in this Great. world of this uh, movie. man on fire with Denzel Washington. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You know I think that one confused with other like he's got to save something from someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think that was like one of his something. first ones though. Did Dakota Fanning. Uh huh. And Christopher Walken. And Christopher Walken. What did they? Who's on fire? <laughs> <laughs> he's on fire. Okay. Uh, because uh, she gets kidnapped. Okay. And he find he decides that he's going to find her. I gotta revisit this movie. Whether Stacked. she's dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on his way, he is going to kill everyone responsible. Amazing. Okay. And so it's this like just like revenge movie, great, where he tortures people. He puts a bomb <laughs> in someone's butt. <laughs> he cuts off this guy's fingers. Spoiler alert! It's so great. Okay. Well, it's a ten-year-old right. movie. Um, yeah, there's just something like there's something righteous about yeah, that movie. I get it. I totally get That's it. That's what I love about I it. I totally get it. Yeah, I like getting righteously indignant when I watch movies. Yeah. I would totally. I could. I'm Get sure him. I could fix. How dare you do that to that Dakota Fanning? Exactly. So sweet. Yeah. Mark Anthony is in it, and okay, Rada great. Mitchell. Great, 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 great. That's a <laughs> very interesting cast. Solid cast. Yeah. Um. I mean, I have to say, uh, Billy Madison. Great. I think for obvious reasons. It's a very formative movie for me too. That's I think true for a lot of people. I never I never saw it and and I I've only seen it I think once. <laughs> um, but that one and what's the other one that everyone loves? It's like as Happy good. Gilmore. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two where people are like, those are the two that people apologetically cite when someone else is like huh, Adam Sandler movies. People are like, no, no, don't do a whole blanket thing. <laughs> right. There are some really good ones in there, and yeah. then they cite those two. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, is there any kind of like fantasy world that? Yeah, I, 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 I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> the uh, the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> oh, you're going prequel on us Ooh. because they start a riot. Were I'll tell you why. Yeah, Th- the environments are incredibly lush. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I hear you. Um. And vibrant, yeah, and less grimy than the original. No, you're you're right. The very complaint about the quality of the filmmaking mm-hmm. is kind of what makes it a really amazing world to go into. Yeah, rather than like watch a storyline for. Right. I I support it. Yeah, I was resistant at first. L- I'm like it. literally, my favorite parts of those movies are the establishing shots. Uh huh. They're yeah. stunning. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's the that is the right answer. The right answer is not like there was a moment when Jar Jar Binks <laughs> he just comes alive for me in a way that no actor ever could. Um, okay, great. Okay, next category is um, three. Uh, it's a perennial favorite. Three 
foods, I guess, or drinks um, can be very, very specific or can be a general genre uh, that you can have. Not only are they not bad for you, but they actually have a health benefit in this crazy world of ours. Like pizza gives you the best, most positive energy and is not fattening. That kind of thing. Great. Yeah. Well, I don't know how bad Cinnamon Toast Crunch is for you, but I wish it was awesome for me. Yeah. I love that you love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh, CTC is the bomb. If I could only have one cereal forevermore, I wonder what it would be. I'm kind of into boring cereals now. Oh, like really? when I think back on boring, like when I think back fondly on things, I'm like, oh, Crispix. <laughs> <laughs> I loved uh, Cookie Crisp when I was little. Uh, you I mean really cookies? cookies? You mean just cookies in a bag? I wish they were as good as cookies. To be honest, <laughs> I was like, mm, these will have to do uh, okay. for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but like other ones that I loved, like Apple Jacks or Tricks, I, re- I I too well remember scraping the roof of my mouth, and I remember the. The like fruity milk taste afterwards. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I don't want that. Can we say cinnamon toast crunch slash fruity pebbles? Yeah. Okay, great. I'm gonna put your your cereals, and you'll know what that means. Great. Okay, great. Um, margaritas. Great. Good use of this. Good use of this. <laughs> oh man, if 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 alcohol didn't like knock me on my ass, yeah, I would be such a drunk. Uh-huh. I would drink <laughs> probably for the best every day, all don't day ever long. Try heroin. <laughs> i know right bang bong to that um uh and i i think the third one has to be heroin uh no <laughs> i really want to put that it's a horrible example um oh no uh deep dish pepperoni pizza great triple pepperoni preferably deep dish p you'll remember tri- triple pepperoni okay i'm gonna get this out of the way because i feel guilty every time i do it uh. All due respect, your beautiful wife, Nina. Oh. This is MASH. Yes. So in an alternate universe, yes. could be anyone from any era, preferably someone we all know, but like three ladies that you spend some romantic times with or you're sort of you're like your alternate universe wife or, you know, like a one-nighter. But like, you know. You don't have to be guilty about that. Um, actually, I Nina, know. Nina and I uh, are... Do you have uh, a list? Uh, no. Um, it's it's She's incredibly... Um, sort of easygoing about that. Uh, like, uh, she knows... I mean, knows... that's a better way to be because we all get crushes. Yeah. And we all have had crushes and we've all, you know... Yeah. She she knows... It's not... It's, it really isn't natural. I really, truly believe it's not natural to turn off your attraction to all members of the opposite sex. I, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't it agree just more. Doesn't, it doesn't make biological sense It doesn't make me. any sense at all. And I think that you're right, that the sort of interesting way through that is... How do you acknowledge that and then have whatever agreement or understanding you have with your partner about that, which could be having multiple partners or it could be, you Mm -hmm. know, we're going to be monogamous, but we're going to recognize that that's a choice that we make every day. And Mm -hmm. these are the benefits to doing that. And they're more important than the benefits to being with someone else Mm -hmm. or whatever. But Mm -hmm. that's really the answer for me, too. Yeah. It can be hard, though. Another thing, you know, for us is is to be is to talk about it, yeah. you know, and to like, if she sees someone on TV or I see someone on the street, you know, there is no shame in going, Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. God, she's beautiful. Yeah. Right. Or, uh, or what does Nina say when she sees a, when she sees a good looking tall ginger, she goes, woof, woof. <laughs> well, uh, you don't have to worry that you need to be more ginger. Cause that's just like a totally different thing. Oh yeah. You, My type and, is yeah. like petite blondes, uh-huh. which is hilarious. Cause that's not what she is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I think it's important 
uh, if you have a partner who is not squashing that part of your personality, like the fact that I find blonde girls attractive, I find all girls attractive, frankly, but, <laughs> uh, but that that's like a thing that I like. Um, the fact that she doesn't have a problem with that makes me love her more. I couldn't agree more. Right? I think and that's I feel terrific. so much safer with her. Well, that's a trust feel, thing, you know? That's yeah. like, you guys, I think that, that that's one of those things where foundationally you have something that's sound enough that those things are safe to mm-hmm. talk about or those things are okay mm-hmm. versus, you know, jealousy in a relationship, which by the way, often is, you know, really old stuff that people bring in from Absolutely. childhood. Yeah. Um, but if you can't exorcise that mm-hmm. and you end up bringing it into a relationship, then that is, um, like you're not going to build a relationship on trusting the other person not to fool around. That's mm-hmm. not where the trust comes from. Right. It's like, that's in, inha- that just is part of it. That's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, or like that they will, but you won't lose them to it or whatever the right. agreement is. Right. Um, but that, that, that sort of foundational human trust that like extends far beyond your sexuality is mm-hmm. kind of, I think, the mm-hmm. key there. You yeah. Know? And, you know, like if, if, I, if I have to kiss a girl in a, in a movie or a TV show or something, like no jealousy whatsoever. And, you know, we both like flirt and there's, there's just there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So the idea that I'm attracted to other women is totally not uh, uh threatening for her okay well at that's all. good you never know sometimes yeah, i sometimes uh, these guys know sometimes i'll have somebody who's like oh boy i'm gonna hear about this <laughs> Do you know what i mean yeah. versus like someone who's like no no it's totally fine <laughs> um okay so three women but again it could be like you know it could be like young sigourney weaver from mm-hmm. blah blah you know sure. but, or whatever or it could be someone current um uh l mcpherson uh so really any era mm-hmm. <laughs> did you see sirens i did not you should see that because she's in it. Okay. She's naked a lot. Oh my! Oh yeah. Okay. It's a good movie. It's it's shot in. It's got to be Australia. I was going to say New Zealand, but I'm sure it's Australia. <laughs> um, it's Sam Neill, this woman who I love, and I'm blanking on her name, but right now she's on Game of Thrones. Um, she plays the. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. She plays the. Uh, I don't know anyone's name. No. No why one's would name. You? Maybe I do know. <laughs> uh, she, the little girl who has like half alligator face yeah uh-huh her mom her okay. actual mom okay that, that woman's in it um hugh grant is in it okay. sam neill is in oh. it uh portia de rossi is in it okay and someone i'm forgetting but um it's a it's a really good movie it's about this kind of uptight british couple who moved to australia and it's just about the wildness of the, <laughs> of the whole town i think he might be i mean the, the whole thing i think he might be like a par, like a, a parson or like a you know he's like a, a, okay. a priest or a yeah bit, whatever um, and, uh, and it's just this kind of wild outback world and, and he's gets to know this art, this artist. And uh-huh. so it's, it's really just about that sort of like the unlocking of like passion and all that stuff. Uh-huh. I really like it. I think okay. you really like it. Sirens, right. sirens right. recommended. And you definitely get to see her boobs more than once. <laughs> well, then I'm uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. This is interesting. She just popped into my head. Um, I would say Anna Kendrick, if she was like 10 years older. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Great. Anna Kendrick is one of the first like cute girls that I ever worked with that as soon as I met her, I was like, I want her to be my daughter Uh as opposed to I want her to be my girlfriend. Right. Interesting. I adore her. Yeah. I think she's so smart and funny and cute and talented. Adore her. If Yeah. So an older version of Anna Kendrick. Yeah. (laughs) I have like a huge like friend crush on her. Mm hmm. That makes sense. Um, and uh, let me think. 
torn between uh, J-Lo and in her prime Britney. Mm, interesting, yeah. Both beautiful, good dancing. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, it's so funny. That's like a pro- the, the thing that popped into my head as you were describing that was like, talk about two women who when left to their own devices present themselves so differently like she's like j-lo is still always like perfect tan quaffed has like an entourage of people around her the sort of like movie star supernova of a person is like always there and then britney is just like what's up yeah what's up y'all you know what i mean like oh should i not have done that it's really interesting um i'm gonna go with j-lo just because i've actually uh spend time with her and know that she is a lovely person. Okay. That's great. <laughs> Terrific. It's good reason. Okay. Next category will be three roles in musicals uh-huh. that, um, in this alternate universe you play on Broadway. Uh, Sweeney Todd, Sweeney Todd. Great. Um, God, I love that part. Um, I'm going to say Bobby and company. Okay. Um, <laughs> should I go guys and dolls? I've already done guys and dolls a couple times. But this is the Broadway. Right. I just realized I've never thought about this and that I would want to be in Victor Victoria. Oh. Bad. Oh. Yeah. That'd be really fun. I'm going to go the MC in Cabaret, actually. Okay, great. Great, great, great. All right, perfect. Uh, okay, next one is three places in the world that you wish you could have a vacation home. Um, like, uh, it's funny. We I was just talking to Nina about vacation homes or someone and how I I don't see the point in them. Uh, because I feel like if you're rich enough to have a vacation home, just go get stay at a great hotel. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, well then that could be that. It could be like your sort of go-to, a place that you can go to easily and afford, like that is affordable even if it's not affordable or realistic. Yeah. Whatever okay. you wanted. Um, Although I don't know how this is going to work out because MASH stands for Mansion, Apartment, Shack, or House. So somewhere <laughs> in there, I'm going to assign you one of those. <laughs> um. I would love to have like a uh, tricked out uh, like a uh, uh, spot high above Vegas. Okay, great. Um, um, for some reason, I keep thinking about like Switzerland, like great. in the mountains. Well, it's gorgeous. I would do that. That would be on my list for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, somewhere like somewhere like Bora Bora. Great. Yeah. Have you been? I've never been to Bora Bora. I haven't. I've been I to Panama and Hawaii. I Those never are like go the only place tropical, tropical places. Yeah, really? me too. I, every time I go to New Zealand, which is, is a weird thing to say, because <laughs> why would I have gone there so many times? But people are like, you have to stop in Fiji. And I'm like, no, uh-huh. I'm not going. Like, this isn't my choice. There, Someone else booked my flight. <laughs> right. But that, uh, the idea of like, we well, are all the way over there. You might as well make a stop in Fiji. I feel I haven't taken advantage of because you, I haven't taken advantage of it. You should, you should, you should do that. Can't you just like pay the extra? I may never, I may never go back. I don't know. Now I've been three times. Huh. Hope not. I'd like to go back. 
You're Plus, young. This isn't about me. I'm, I've got the whole world stretching out in front of me. Uh, next one. This will be. This is sort of uh, pertinent to this last one. Three modes of transportation that are they can be as fanciful or as reality based as you want. Just ways to get around that um, you don't use right now. Uh, so they can be like be sci-fi. As, yeah, it could be like super speed or like teleportation. But Absolutely it could also be teleportation. Like you can fly. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. I want that so badly. I hate. I hate transportation. Yeah. I don't I I like to dr- I like to be the driver when it's time to drive, but I wish that driving was not needed. Right. I don't understand when people at rush hour are going anything but as fast as they possibly can. <laughs> I'm yeah. like the way traffic get happens is fascinating. Like it's pretty amazing. I mean, I'm always shocked when, like, when you're on the freeway and everything is slow, and then it turns out it is literally because someone was stopped on the side of the road and people were slowing down. Like the amount of the ripple effect of everyone breaking just a little bit. Infuriating. Uh, I'm like, you've been at work all day long. <laughs> Don't you want to get home now? Yeah. Or is your home life that bad <laughs> that you're they like, screw it, it I'll just go thirty this on the freeway? This is when I get to listen to podcasts, man. <laughs> uh, Oh man, yeah. So I would, I would like great. to just get rid of all that. Mm-hmm. Get from one place to the other. All right, two more. Um, my dad was driving me around this weekend. Cause I, was, <laughs> I was visiting him, and I was like, "Go!" <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't even understand the question. I don't understand why I would want there to be anything but teleportation. Well, so, uh, you, have, you, you might not get it. You have to do something fast. Do you, do you? What if you could? What if you could just fly? Like you could zip. You could fly yourself somewhere and zip right over everything. Not have to get in the car and just look down and be yeah. like suckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, sometimes, once in a while, because someone will say, you know why? Because that's efficient. Yeah, I like the idea of like as yeah. the crow flies. Yeah, as the Amir flies. As the Amir flies, and then. Another one that I like is um, because it's just creative and strange. Is the, is I've, a number of people have been like, "What about those tubes where you're like, whoosh, and you get like a pneumatic tube uh-huh. where you, the way they deliver mail, where you're just sure. like, zoop, and like you the, you get sucked to the place that you're going to, like you're on a water slide kind of, and you get spit out. Yeah, uh, it's odd. I mean that, that, but that doesn't seem very far off from um, from a from a self driving car, really. Yeah, it's you know. But for you, anything is like, what's efficient and fast? Yeah, that's all I want in my transportation. Efficient and fast. I guess teleportation does. I was going to say, like, I'm trying to think of things that are very similar to teleportation that aren't quite. What about like in Harry Potter where they touch something and then they're like, and then they're there. I don't know what that is. I'm going to put, I think it's called a port key. I'm I'm assigning that to you. Okay. Is that similar to teleportation? Yeah, it's basically teleportation. Okay, great. Then I'm all right with it. I don't know anything about Harry Potter, but. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, there's a collective gasp in the Harry Potter uh, <laughs> universe. Uh, okay, final category. Ooh, final category. Um, oh, I didn't know that you think these up on the go. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I'm listen. I'm improvising just as much as you are. Okay, I mean. great. Uh, final category will be for you three. Three. Well, let's do three. I mean, because you're kind of thinking about it. What about like alternate universe professions, like things that you can't commit all your time to, but like in in this alternate universe, there's a version of you that's like doing that thing all the time. Three. Yeah. It's funny. I'm actually like I'm. I've actually started thinking about like what what if I weren't an actor 
or what if what you know our landscape is changing so much that like what if five ten years from now it's just not what it what Mm -hmm. it is and i'm like i'm like i don't know that i would be crushed by that Mm -hmm. i think i could see myself moving into another something yeah um i i think that i would uh be some sort of well the obvious one is uh, a politician great not you know uh not because I like politics, but because I, I would like to make positive changes in the world. Great. Um, uh, I don't know if this is similar, but I would say some sort of like activist, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like working, fighting for uh, women's rights or mm-hmm. minorities or workers, you know, Great. anything like that. Um, and uh, <laughs> just like a, you know, safari guide. <laughs> Great. Great. Got to get that in there. I love me some animals uh, so much, but safari guide, not working in a zoo or a hospital. Yes. You're out in the natural element. Yeah. I think that's great. Okay. And then, uh, last thing is just tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. It's making too much noise. What was it? What I was doing. I was making too much noise for myself. Oh, I didn't hear any of it. Um, it's going to be interesting. Okay. I'm going to pause this. I'm going to do some quick calculating. Okay. Calculating. <laughs> I'm going to do some quick calculating. <laughs> and when I come back, I will reveal your 100% guaranteed fictional mass future. So excited. Okay. Uh, I guess the thing to do is just to like leave a, leave a note. Yeah. It's California. It's 2015. You're right. Leave a note that says, Pick up your microphone because all this is oh, being recorded. Le- it, We're just talking about pee etiquette. Yeah. Leave a note by your toilet that says, feel free not to flush. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's 2015. You don't have to flush it every single time. Yeah. It's insane to me. Yeah. That we need to poop in drinkable water. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to pee in some some dirty water. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to place my urine and feces in dirty water. It's got to be potable water. Uh, Yeah. It's drinkable water yeah. that is sitting in our toilets. You're right. No one's going to do that. N- yeah. Anyway. <laughs> People are like, gonna... that is where my pets get their water. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't think Nina would be cool with that, with me leaving a note. Yo, no? No. Well, there's only one way to find out. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm excited about your future. Oh, gosh. Uh, me too. I'm real excited about it. I think you've got a lot of great stuff going on. Not the least of which is starring as the MC in Cabaret on Broadway. Yes. So congrats on that. Now. I don't know if your alternate universe, uh, Honey J Lo, is participating in that. <laughs> I could see her doing that show with you. My God, Amir Talai and J Lo starring in Cabaret. Yeah, she could absolutely do that. Yeah, by the way. I know. I mean, this could happen. <laughs> it probably won't happen, Nina. Uh, uh, when you're not busy uh, on stage during Cabaret, uh, <laughs> you may be found uh, chefing it up. Yes. And when you've been chefing it up and you're so like, you excited. know what, I'm ready for a quick Make break. a little meal for J-Lo. Yeah. Make a little sweet backstage meal for J-Lo. Oh. Uh, I want you to know that when you're ready for a break, you can also just enjoy some deep dish pizza. Yes. Just at the snap of Make a finger. Make it myself. Magic. Fill that shit with pepperoni. That's right. Triple pepperoni, if yes. memory serves. Uh, I want to reassure you that you have a beautiful house in Bora Bora. Oh. Uh, and the way that you get there is by portkey, if that isn't in fact a thing. Awesome. Now listen, while I was doing these calculations and realizing you've got a portkey, I need to apologize because while it is very much like teleportation, <laughs> I think there is a point at which you might get really sick to your stomach because it's like very spinny. 
<laughs> I can't quite remember. Uh, I can't quite remember. But I have listen, a pretty it's good, still better than driving. In I have a car. pretty good like a uh, thing for that. Like, it's your sort of center of gravity. Like, uh, yeah, I can get on rides easily. and ride the heck out of them. Well, you know what? Then this porky's gonna be fun for you. <laughs> I'm not worried about you at all. Uh, maybe you porky yourself right into the Star Wars prequels. <gasps> I'm you so excited. You go in there and deal with all that bullshit. Oh, I'm so excited. And enjoy the beautiful, beautiful that area city. You. Oh, yeah. I was about to say there's a woman with three boobs, but that's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Total Recall? Yeah, it's Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like all the, all the cars, the yeah, flying no, you're cars. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Is it called a the... lot of it is what, like, the, what they said the future was going to be like in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's going to be this beautiful, glittering paradise. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. Um, and when you need a little real life uh, wildlife, <laughs> yeah. you're also a safari guy. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. That is the mash that you ended up with. I feel very strongly about it. It's very good. I love I have a lot of work life. to do. I have some homework to do. I need to watch Man on Fire immediately. <laughs> that already feels less important than it did 15 minutes ago <laughs> when we started talking about it. You can't, but you can't turn off that movie, by the way. Anytime that movie's on cable, I, it, I'm i done. I'm done for the next I'm 90 gonna minutes. Watch it. I'm going to yeah. watch it. But I am going to go to 23andMe. Yeah, check it out. Um, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, my God. Podcast. My pleasure. I adore you. I and adore so just sitting you. with you is fun for me. I'm so excited. Boys of Summer rolled back around. Right. Um, uh, people can find you on Twitter. Yes, they can. Um, yeah. I, I I I guess that's those are the main things. To, that's the main the main way to keep in touch with you for your goings on. Yeah, perfect. T- Twitter, Periscope, sometimes uh-huh. start to get into the I'm, Snapchat. Oh boy, I am Sna- not yet. Are you on Snapchat at all? No. It is surprisingly fun, and that's uh, what I hear. And uh, there's more to it than I thought there was. Yeah. Okay. There's channels where you can watch TV. Mm. Uh, all of the sort of ways to gussy it up. Uh-huh. It's more than just like, you know... Texting f- someone and it disappears. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what everyone thinks it is who's not on it. And like dick pics. Yeah. 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 I've been on it for a while, not a single dick pic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. From or it's to. Gotta, there's got to be a dick pic channel. <laughs> we'll find it for you. Uh, you should check wonderful. out Snapchat. And I right. think... I think I think you might enjoy it, frankly. Oh, maybe you can give me a tutorial at our next salon next week. All right. All right. Um, all right. Uh, guys, I'll talk to you very soon. There, there is one piece of remaining business uh, that I also didn't warn you about, okay. which is that uh, the tradition that I've created is that I force uh, my male guests to sing a snippet of Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you know the song even at all. Or uh, not like, in the ever, lot. Have you ever not even, even heard little. it? Nope. You've never heard it? Uh, n- zero. Are you sure? I'm going to pause it and sing a little bit of it to you. Okay. I can't break tradition. Uh, I, I don't know it at all, so I'm going to sing along with Janet. Um, I feel like I should have just looked up the lyrics. I'm going to just look up the lyrics really quickly. Sure. I feel like... I, I want to believe that I'm single-handedly bringing that song back, but I also don't think that that song ever really went anywhere. <laughs> it's one of those <laughs> songs that uh, continuously comes up um, if you're ever listening to any kind of like a, a station that might play something from the 80s. <laughs> Don Henley lyrics, The Boys of Summer. Um, let's pull it up. Uh, this is the chorus, is the, but I can see you. All right. It starts there. All right. Okay. Um, okay, we'll just jaunt, launch right into it. Yeah. I can see you, your brown skin shining in the sun. You got, you got your hair combed, combed back and your sunglasses on, baby. I can't tell you my love for you will still be strong after the boys of summer have gone. (laughs) 
As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.